are back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. It's truly a blessing um, to be here. Uh, as you can see, again, I have my wife, Nicole Marie Long. Go ahead and say what's up to the people, feel me? Peace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, before we get started, go ahead and comment, like, share, do what you got to do. But also, while you're like, comment, and sharing, I want you to comment where you're listening, where you're watching from, wherever you're tuning in to this live stream on today. I want to know where you're located. You know, we got to we got to get these messages all across the world because, shoot, just as much as I need Jesus and I need truth, everybody else needs it because we don't we don't want to be walking around in um, false and and negativity and things that ain't right. So go ahead and comment where you from, where you listening from. Uh, also, big shout out today. Today is June nineteenth. It is. The goat's birthday, my father, um, the one whose uh, loins I came from, I'm his seed, his firstborn at that. Um, Favorite child. Anyways, <laughs> my dad, father, daddy, pastor, mentor, role model, Andrew Barry Long Sr. Um, we wish you a happy birthday. You know, yeah, we can't be birthday. there with you, but we do love you and we miss you. And we pray that you have a blessed day on today. Also, not only is it his birthday, but it's also my youth president's birthday, Pamela Brooks. She has reached another year in her life and is to God be the glory. I say it all the time. People aren't getting older. They're getting wiser. And that's exactly what you're doing. God is continuing to grow you. He's continued to expand your capabilities in him. And I'm loving what God is doing in your life. I pray that he continues to bless you. I pray, I pray that he continues to open those doors that you desire. I love you. I miss you. And we will see you again. Yep. Most death. Most death. But let's go ahead and jump into this week's topic. This week's topic is marriage. Make it work. Yeah. Make it work. Okay. Make it work. Um, a lot of times when I when I hear about marriage, you know... A lot of people we know, um, and even people that I've seen in the military, outside the military, they yeah. tend to get married, but oftentimes you see people not making it to those forever and those long times of many years of a marriage, year, you know what I'm saying? Years, yeah, years, like there's, you see a lot of people that have, you know, hiccups and they allow those hiccups to get the best yeah. of them, you know what I'm saying? And not speaking down on anybody that has went through that, but you know, it, it, it happens. It, it's real life. Um, you know, a lot of times I think about why is it that marriages aren't lasting like they are for our parents and our grandparents, you know, the 20 plus years, 30 plus years, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, what are the issues? But I realized that, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, but a lot of the issues that causing marriages not to last as long is because one, people are allowing people to be in their business. Yes. Um, there's yes. too many, there's too many outside interferences coming inside the marriage between husband and wife. And it's just like, all right, um, you listen to, to he, she, Biddy Bob, Suzanne, Jimmy Facebook. Joe, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You listen to everybody else but the one that you married. And so because of that, you're allowing everybody else's interferences cause more problems in y'all's 
marriage. And that's that's one key reason why um, people aren't lasting today. And also, most importantly, they don't got God in their marriage. There is no there is no acknowledging that God is the head in their lives. Mm -hmm. So um, before we dig heavy, the key verse that I have for us today is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, and it's the Amplified Version. Um, it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode, understanding love. And I'm telling you, this is the key component in marriage. Key. Love. Love. Amor. <laughs> so, look, so the word of the Lord reads, it says, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades, nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of spiritual knowledge, it will pass away. That's, that's Kaylani, ain't it? Yeah. Like, go ahead, I'll continue. Look, just jump back in. We, we live anyways, you feel me? But uh, as you can see, that 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4-8 has been something that's been hitting on me heavy. Hitting on me heavy. Love is misunderstood. You know what I'm saying? And especially in marriages, love is misunderstood. You know, a lot of times we say, like I've said before, we say that we love an individual, but our actions don't, you know, align with what love truly is. Love is an action word. It's just not something that you say. You know what I'm saying? You got to put some action behind that word. And so because of that, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're, um, Actions of what they do don't match when they say I love you, you know, what I'm saying I've seen it too many times Even you know when my wife comes back. She'll she'll attest to it There's times where we been like oh, I love you da, 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 da. And then we do something that's completely the opposite of the description of what love is and um, That can that can cause some big issues in marriages, you know, what I'm saying um, our dyna our dynamic is quite unique because one, I grew up in the church. Um, also, I'm in the military. Go ahead, come back. She good? Yeah. You know, we got a little one, you feel me? We got, we got two of them, one knocked yeah. out, but the oldest, you know, she wide awake, doing her thing, so we got a multitask. But anyways, like I was saying, uh, we're, our, our uh, marriage is quite unique. You know, we're in, one, I grew up in the church. You know, Nicole comes from a Hispanic Background, you know, they look crazy. Just a little, just a little. You know, my dad's watching this, but like, my mom's watching like, this. She'll be like, they look, What? They look crazy over there on that side. But also, uh, we're a military couple, so that's a that's a that's a big thing in itself, you know. To all my military uh couples that are watching, you know, it's hard being in the military just to hit on that for a little bit. It's hard being in the military and being married. What would you say on that? What do you, what you think? It's hard being the military and married. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, um, uh, I think also it's because 
one moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Moving, especially I think it's, especially for girls, whenever you have to like leave your family, um, and then especially when you have kids, because you have to leave your family, you're like, oh, I want them to like have certain memories with their grandparents or yeah. like the, you know, their their cousins and things like things things like that. And then also also like deployments or not even deployments. Cause I know you haven't been deployed, but field like whenever they're like field in the time. field yeah. and stuff like that. So like that's hard, especially when you have kids, because it's like. Not that you're a single parent, but it's like you have to rely on yourself to do all the work mm-hmm. at times too. Um, so yeah, I would say it is it is it is hard, but it's not you know extremely yeah, hard. It's, where it's like not doable. Exactly, it's not like you can't accomplish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The things that are set before you, but it's just like you know, it just comes. I don't know. It comes with with the job essentially. Like another thing that I've seen, why there's such I would say a high divorce rate in the military. One, with the lower enlisted, and when I say lower enlisted, I'm talking about like the young soldiers from like E4 and below, maybe some E5s. Um, you see the tendency when you first get in the military, you know, you're required to stay in the barracks up until a certain point if you're single, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But a lot of soldiers, they don't like being in the barracks. So you've seen the memes, you see. Anyways, anyways, that, look, that ain't that ain't why I got up out the barracks. I, look, I was fortunate enough to sidebar. I was fortunate enough to be stationed at uh, Fort Hood where my family was. So I ain't, I ain't even care about the barracks. That's regardless. But anyways, but soldiers like you know they have a tendency of not wanting to be in the barracks. So you yeah. see the memes all the time where it's like a private uh, takes a girl out on a date. And then the very next day, he's like, well, you married me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's, that's it's true. You know, soldiers, oftentimes, they find these girls and they're like, oh, I think I can be with them because, you know, they've been dating. They went on a couple of dates where they talked and the conversations was that were interesting, but they know nothing about the individual. And they're like, maybe I can just marry them or they'll do, they'll do contract marriages, you know what I'm saying, just to get out of the barracks, not understanding that marriage in itself, it's, it's sacred. It's a, it's... It's man, it's the way God designed it initially was just like there was a purpose behind it because with marriage comes family. It wasn't something that you just hopped in and hopped out of, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just in like something you took as nonchalant. And so with the military, you see a high divorce rate because of that, but also you see a high divorce rate because of the constant separation. Um, it's it can be very, very, uh, very much a burden. I think the separation. Yeah, like on the families, because especially with deployments, with uh, trainings, because you don't. Field you, time. Yeah, because I think it'll be. I think the main thing when it comes to like the separation is you don't get that that attention mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But that's when like I know like the younger people, people that get married whenever they're like what eighteen, nineteen, twenty, they're like okay, well let me get on Tinder just for fun. I'm just trying to be you know I'm just trying to look for friends. But then they end up you know like seeing a guy or a girl or whatever, like meeting a guy or a girl. And then I feel like still social media plays a big uh, factor yeah, when it comes to, when it comes to likes, comments, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because like with with that separation being um, in place, it's just like well, I'm not getting the attention yeah. from my significant other. And the best way to like you know combat that, especially being young couples that even serve the Lord um, and keeping God first, you you always have to seek Him like different ways. <laughs> What's wrong, baby? I'm gonna cut this out. Come here. No, it's fine. Okay. Come here. Sit right here. What's wrong? It's okay. You good? 
Okay. Oh, she's just tired. Yeah, she's tired. You're sleepy. Yeah, our little one. She she don't like being by herself. The oldest, the oldest. But yeah, um, you know, keeping God first is really key. Because the moment you keep God first, any one, any marriage can work, regardless. Whether it started off rocky, started off rough, you know, even even if it started off good and there was issues that popped yeah. up, keeping God first will keep any relationship alive. I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart because uh, God is literally the one who orchestrates everything. So if you're seeking him for what to do and how to do, especially with big decisions, small decisions, you know what I'm saying, the medium decisions... He's going to set you up for success. But a lot of times we have the tendency of taking things into our, taking matters into our own hands where we taint what God is trying to do for us. And sometimes there, there could be a door of opportunity with blessings and things of that nature that is right there in front of us. But because we interjected, you know what I'm saying, our own motives, emotions and feelings on how we feel about something, we end up away from that door or further away from the door that has what we need behind it um i think about in the bible sarah and abraham you know what i'm saying god promised them a child in their old age and um they thought it was a joke you know what i'm saying they, they thought it was just like eh, nah, I, don't, I don't know you know what i'm saying I don't, I don't think i don't think that's gonna happen and so they took matters into their own hands yeah. and sarah she had her husband sleep with a handmaid and so conceive a child. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 a big thing, keeping God first in in, in the in the marriage. So what you what you think? When it comes to keeping God first in the marriage? Mm-hmm. Especially as a military couple. As a military couple, keeping God first. So um I know for us, I was just like, well, I don't know how other couples do it, but like, I know whenever I commented on this, on this, uh, YouTube, this girl's YouTube page, um, she made like a little worship playlist and I was like, worship is, is not just, a, it's not just music, it's a way of life, but it's like for us, it's just like, that's just like the way that we live. So like when it comes to keeping God first, it's just like, you know, like, you know, like when you do it for so long, it's just like, you know what it's I mean? Like, it like, yeah, it comes like natural or mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, I think, I think that's like a big key factor when it comes to keeping God first, but it is super hard. I am going to say that because I know in the beginning, when it, especially being military, Mm -hmm. like I was telling Marcus, you can't really control too much. And then like, there's certain things like, I feel like in the military, when it comes to, you know how you have like a free will and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to even like higher ranks or people that might be even the same rank, like yeah. they'll not hold you accountable. But what what what's the word? You know how you finish my my sentences? What is it? Um, what you do? <laughs> you do, but like they um they have like a, an advantage over you. Mm-hmm. So like they can control. Like what they you're, use that to their, yeah yeah I feel yeah. You, I feel you, I feel you. And so. Sometimes I know when it comes to like keeping God in the center of your marriage when you're in the military, it's just kind of hard to do because it's like you have no control. And sometimes, sometimes there's times where I've, I've really like, I feel like the military has control over our lives because mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing we can do. They can literally just ruin your career if they wanted to or whatever. So it's like 
like God, can you like please help me? Please, um, like do help something. him. Yeah, do something help. right now. Help, help, help me get promoted. Like help, help him get me. promoted. Help him, you know, help him get recognized for mm-hmm. all that he has done, and yeah. not allow this person that hasn't done anything get recognized right. for literally nothing. Big facts. But you know, take credit. So like, I think that that's one thing. Cause I know um, in the beginning, I, I I always thought like this is hard. I really feel like the the military is literally <laughs> they they literally have control over everything. Yeah, I mean. That, that that is uh, but God has control over everything big so facts. that's what I'm trying to lead to yeah big facts like to kind of like segue out of the perspective of the military aspect of marriage only um, marriage is work it takes work and making it work requires you to put effort in um, a lot of people they see the they see the good things of, of a, a person's marriage and they're just like oh I want that but like, the other day, you you never you don't want to put the bad. That's the, that's the problem. You don't want to put too much of the bad on facts. social media. Not even that. You shouldn't put none of it on social media. You never want to let your good be evil spoken of. That's what that's what the word says. No, no. no. What I'm saying is not. When I said not put too much of the bad, what I meant was like you can still be open about your marriage. Like oh, well, you know, we're struggling with this, but don't say okay. So yeah, this is what he this is what he did mm-hmm. um, last yeah. year. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. put them on blast for facts. things like that. You like, deal. Like you that. deal with. You never. My dad always says, "What does he say?" He uh, he says, "You never let your uh, dirty laundry air dry outside or something like that." Like something I don't don't know, but something along those lines. Dad, if you watching, comment that quote for me, because yeah, they need that quote. But uh, you you never put your problems out there for the world. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between sharing a testimony and the things that you've overcome, versus you're being, you know. Trying to be messy. Yeah, just being conniving. You trying to stir up problems like, uh, uh-uh, he a good for nothing. She uh, a good for nothing. He trying to be petty. Facts, like causing, like causing some issues. You know what I'm saying? And with the things that Nicole and I have overcome, like if we told y'all half of the things that we've done to each other, you'd be like, how are they still together? Like, ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? But it's literally the grace of God why we're able to, you know, continue on the way we are. Like it, he literally did a complete 180 in my life first. Made me do a complete 180, not a 360. Because mind you, when, when people say they did a 360, all they did was did a complete circle into the back, into the same thing that they was already doing. But he made me do a complete 180 where I turned away from everything that I was doing. He then, after he did that of me, he did the exact same thing to Nicole. And we've been better, better since then. I feel like we've accomplished so much. I mean, <laughs> she still get on my nerves. Don't get me wrong, y'all. She get on my nerves. But I still... <laughs> What? <laughs> but, hey, but I still love her. And I tell people all the time, one thing to remember, we're not called to like anybody. That's not what the Bible tells us to do. We're called to love. Uh, me liking my wife is just a bonus. But I don't like her 24-7. I'd be alive. I'd be lying if I told you I like her 24-7. I don't like you either. 24-7. <laughs> but anyways, but no, but I love her. You know what I'm saying? I love her from the bottom of my heart. And... Like I said in my uh, episode of Understanding Love, you know, love is an action word. And oftentimes when I said it, my actions didn't always align with with what I was saying to her. And that, that was a big thing. So keep that in mind when making a marriage work. It takes it takes work. Nothing, nothing in life, anything worth having is worth working for. And the thing is you have to work. If you're not willing to work, I would I would challenge you to Stay to yourself. Embrace your singleness. You know what I'm saying? And those who desire that relationship of marriage, 
it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To the to the single ladies out there, don't rush it. You know what I'm saying? Don't go seeking for that man. Let that man find you. You should be so caught up in God and in bettering yourself that the the man that finds you has to be so devoted to Christ and the fulfilling of doing what is right that that's the only way he can see you. You don't want any and everything coming your way. Like, nah, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want that. So set your standards and don't let anything come your way. Know your worth. And fellas, like, quit quit allowing yourself to settle. You don't have to settle. Quit quit lowering your standards because you feel like, oh, you haven't found the one. Yeah. The one is coming. You're going to find that one. A man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So, I mean... The key thing in all this is patience. Patience is essential. But sometimes what I've noticed, and I was talking to my brother John about this, is that the devil seems to be working patience better than we do. And that's a huge problem. Like, yep. like a huge problem. So uh, marriage is it's, it's a beautiful thing, hands down. I say the pros of marriage definitely outweigh the cons. What you think? Yeah, like I mean, like it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a given. So like all the all the people that are out there in relationships right now and marriages that are struggling. Mommy, um, that wait, are, what are the cons? What are the cons? Now that I'm thinking about it, what are the cons? There's no cons. Dang. Do you see a con? <laughs> you better not see a con. <laughs> nah, I don't. Um. Wow. Yeah. So there's nothing but pros in marriage. But uh, to the to the marriages that are out there that are possibly struggling on the brink of divorce, uh, y'all are separated, whatever the case may be, um, you can do it. You can make it work. Um, Even as young as you are, that's that's one thing. And then also, one thing, one thing I want to say is, it doesn't matter how young you are, you can literally make it work. Facts. If you get married at seventeen. Mm-hmm. You can make it work. If you get married at 20, you can make it work. If you feel that that's the person that you want to be with after meeting them for, what, a month? Mm-hmm. And y'all are, like, connecting, like, to the fullest mm-hmm. after a month? Okay. And I'm not saying that that's what we did, but at the end of the day, it can work. Facts. Okay. Don't, don't, don't allow anybody to, to dictate what uh, God has in store for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, it can work. And... Before we close out, we, we want to pray for all the marriages out there that are that are possibly struggling, you know what I'm saying, that that feel like they're not able to make it work, you know what I'm saying, that are on the verge of giving up, mm-hmm. that just throwing in the towel. I, I come against that right now in the name of Jesus, that you will make it work, that you can do it, that you will see those 20-plus year years in marriage that you desire. It's all about, it's all about, not go that way, baby. Oh, you go, go ahead, go, 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 go. It's all about persistence, consistency. <laughs> oh my goodness. Persistence, consistency, faith and patience. Those are some key things. Like you gotta remember that. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and say a prayer together. Goodness gracious, God bless our daughter. But uh, let's let's go ahead and pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. 
We thank you for another day, dear God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, seen and unseen, dear God. Right now, God, I come before you in regards to all the marriages that are out there that are possibly struggling, dear God, that are on the brink of giving up, that are on the brink of accepting divorce, dear God. Dear God, I ask that you mend those relationships right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. You put your hand on them like never before, dear God, and you bring comfort to them like never before, dear God. Bring peace in those marriages, dear God. Calm the storms, dear God. Whatever problems that they're having, dear God, you allow it to be rectified right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. Ignite a fire of love like never before, dear God, and bring them together closer than ever, dear God, and allow them to see you as the, the restorer and the healer of their marriage, dear God. I ask that you have your way like never before, dear God. We plead the blood of Jesus against any trick of the enemy, any obstacle, any hindrance, anything that he tries to plant on marriages to fail, dear God, we come against it right now, dear God. And we ask that you have your way, dear God. I speak success in marriages right now in the name of Jesus. I speak victory in marriages right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we believe it will be done. And we accept it and we and we truly honor what you're going to do for him, dear God. And we walk in victory knowing that it's already done. And it's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen and amen. So we appreciate you for tuning in on today. We pray that y'all have a blessed weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Make sure you dedicate some time to the Lord. Um, give him a little bit of time. It don't got to be all day. You know what I'm saying? Start off small. Do the, do the small things. But give him some time. Thank him for waking you up. That's a start. Start there. And then go on. Yeah. So we love you. But more importantly, God, God loves you more. more. Peace. <laughs> all right, y'all. Good night.